Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a car. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I'm Carrie Doherty, flying solo this week as H. Allen slash Sadie Pines is away on a much needed vacation. So we didn't want to leave y'all hanging this week, so we thought it might be fun to do a re-release of one of our favorite episodes of the podcast that we have ever recorded. This is basically us telling you, hey, if you're going to tell your friends to listen to Out on the Lanai because they're a Golden Girls fan... Like, where should I tell them to start? The beginning? Like, probably not because the audio is not as good. But if you're going to give them like a best of episode, I always say go to Henny Penny. That was one of the most fun episodes we ever recorded on the podcast. I don't even know when that was. It feels like it was so long ago. Like 1776. I think that was the year that we recorded it. Not only is it one of the greatest episodes, I mean costumes, music. It was so funny, but we also had two of our favorite guests on to talk about Henny Penny, and that was Elliot Glazer and Alaska Thunderfuck. The two of them, oh my gosh, singing. I remember Elliot and probably Alaska too doing the B. Arthur lines, the help. <laughs> I am laughing just thinking about B. Arthur as Turkey Lurkey. It's so funny. So... We're going to let you all listen to Henny Penny once again, but I also wanted to give you some new, fun, exciting things that maybe you didn't know about Henny Penny, or maybe you do because you, like me, also own Jim Colucci's fantastic book, Golden Girls Forever. Can you just hear the beautiful, crisp pages of this book? This is, if you do not have this book, this is the Golden Girls Bible. You need to have this book by Jim Colucci. Um, I'm going to just read a couple fun facts about Henny Penny before we get into the episode. One, and I wasn't aware of this. So the Golden Girls had what, like 180 episodes? Only two of them were directed by women. <gasps> Can you believe? That's wild, but kind of makes sense for back in the day. Um... The, this episode was directed by a woman named Judy Pioli, 
And she had also, uh, she was an improv actor, um, and then she was a writer and a producer on shows like Laverne and Shirley and Charles in Charge. Um, and she was hired to direct this episode by Mark Sotkin, um, who I'm guessing worked with her on Laverne and Shirley. And uh, if you didn't already listen to our interview with Mark um, about the Golden Palace a few episodes back, check it out. Mark dropped some really interesting information uh, about the Golden Palace. Um, so Judy directed this episode, and um, there's a really funny bit uh, from the book from Judy that I'm going to read really quickly. She said, When I give notes to an actor, I typically walk up and whisper in his or her ear, why don't we try this? On my first day, oh, I didn't whisper that. Okay, I'll whisper it. Why don't we try this? On my first day, I noticed there was a little bit of business that B did one way in rehearsal and then differently later in the run through. I walked up to her and I said softly, B, I think the reason it didn't work as well that time was, well, as soon as I'd gotten three words out, B said, you've got to speak up. I can't hear you. How was that, B. Arthur? Was that okay? <laughs> that was me. That was me, Carrie. I'm asking. Uh, so uh, Judy goes on to say, um, I learned there didn't need to be any whispering on that set, which made things so much easier. Um, there's also a really sweet uh, moment where they were rehearsing and Betty uh, pulled her aside and put her arm in Judy's arm and said, you poor thing. The week you come in to direct, we've got chicken outfits and dance numbers. But it sounds like um, Judy had a really fun time. Uh, and another fun fact from this episode from Jim Colucci's book um, from Rue McClanahan. She said that anytime the women dressed up in costumes, like when they were nuns, when they were cats, when they were dressed up as men at the um, country club, that she would always have Judy Evans, their costume designer, take a photo of her and Betty in their costumes. And then she would like put them up, I'm assuming like in their dressing rooms or something. Um, so yeah, I just thought those were a couple of fun uh, facts. Oh, and also the music from Henny Penny, uh, the song in Henny Penny was actually written by the writer of the episode, uh, Tom Whedon. So that was not an existing song in Henny Penny. Um, so yeah, those are just a few fun facts from Golden Girls Forever, Jim Colucci's book about Henny Penny. Um, and yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this stroll down memory lane. Uh, I know I did. I recently went back and listened to this episode and it is a hoot. Let me tell you what. Uh, so yeah, have a listen to the episode. Go back and watch Henny Penny. Maybe take a break from the Golden Palace for a week. Honestly, this is our way of stretching it out. This also happened when we were kind of getting to the end of the Golden Girls. We were like, oh, what kind of special episodes can we do? Because we never want the end to be here. So this is just us stretching it out yet another week by doing this re-release. And also, you know, little Oreos got me up late at night. You know, H. Allen is super busy writing and podcasting and, and doing so much great stuff with Sadie Pines that um, every once in a while, we just need a little bit of a break. I'm sure just like you all need a little bit of a break from things sometimes. Um, but yeah, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody's having a great summer so far, staying safe, staying healthy. And I'm just going to get right into some Henny Penny. So please enjoy. Help. That, that was not me asking for help. That wasn't like a secret like, help if you're listening, help. That's not what that was. I was trying to do B. Arthur 
And as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, that sounds a little creepy. I don't do it as well as a help. And I don't, my voice can't go that low. Elliot in Alaska and they all, they do it way better. Oh goodness. Okay. Yeah. It's just me. <laughs> oh, please enjoy Henny Penny and we will see you all back next week for another episode of the Golden Palace. Enjoy. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Los Angeles, 2017. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Alaska Thunderfuck Scott. And I'm Elliot Carey Glazer Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. JK, guys, Hello. Carrie and I are still here. <laughs> that was probably the best intro we've ever had on the like, show. Wow. We, we got never, a remix. We've never had, we had totally had a remix. We got we've remixed. never had a guest intro before. That was an honor. I read it right off of the Word document. <laughs> <laughs> the actual mm-hmm. format document. Yes. The, yes. My, my that Google we haven't Doc used that... since, like, episode three, probably. But I use the same Google Doc for my notes every week. Yeah. You, we have an archive that. of notes. Mm. Wow. Oh, no, I delete them after. Oh, you oh do? my God. <laughs> don't, don't let, it's too inside baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't want to give everybody your secrets. No, you're right. You're right. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah, guys. Well, so I'm H. Allen Scott. I'm Carrie Doherty. And, and what episode did we watched. We just watched season six, episode twenty-six, the season finale. Oh, twenty-six. Yeah. Penny, which aired on May fourth, nineteen ninety-one. That was a long season. Oh my god. Yeah. No yeah. wonder everybody's so fucking rich. So we f- <laughs> yeah. seriously. So they we figured to, to because it was the end of the season, we had to go out with a bang, and we knew that Alaska and Elliot loved oh my god. this episode yeah. we yeah. love this episode it's I such a classic so episode that yeah. we had to have a little bit of a party so we have wine here yes. frazier's asleep as usual <laughs> there's a menorah there's a menorah in observance uh, of the, ho- the holiday yes well this this is this is actually going out like around christmas so okay. the hanukkah's over and now we're okay, at hanukkah so miss. merry christmas merry christmas <laughs> everyone and happy new, new year, year. 
Yeah. <laughs> we, said, we, we just sounded like um, Armageddon in the Mana career. <laughs> that, I guess I'll explain that, but why not, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. Well, should I jump ahead? Please. I, oh, God. I'm just. I'm referencing uh, B. Arthur as Dorothy as Turkey Lurkey yeah. and I'm obsessed with the way she sings yeah. and and I can and I fa- I pay very close attention to it and when they do that line we're dreading our we're we're dreading our getting then a career and beak it she she starts going too high. She goes, We're dreading Armageddon and that kind of career. <laughs> just to give you guys a little it's bit like of a, just slowing down the tape of a background career. background on Elliot, someone that you know is my best friend. You know, I know a lot about him. You guys probably don't know that he is actually a trained singer, trained, so that's why he yes. knows all of these things. You no, know, really, I'm just like a music. A music nerd and a musician, you, didn't and didn't you like just, major in college or something? Singer. I started to in, in opera, but but then I then I threw in, in opera. the towel. He started oh, to wow. in opera. Yeah, I threw in the towel, <sighs> switched to nonsense instead. But but I can. But I just love listening to B, and I've and I was even laughing at some point in the episode because she sing talks. Oh, I, that's my that's my totally. way of doing karaoke. Well, I mean, B <laughs> B ha- can sing. Yeah, um, yeah. Alan sort of just. I, yells? I I I emote. <laughs> you emote. But yes. I love that B has always is always known for you know, she clearly thinks she's a fantastic singer. She is. And and, and she is, but she's also a torchy singer. So she's not you couldn't really listen to her sing a lullaby or a, mm. you know she and when, when you know we're, I'm also referencing Mr. Sandman I'm thinking of Just Between Friends her Broadway show that I oh, saw yeah. three times yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see it did you guys see it I saw it on tour in three no. different cities yeah, that's, Thank so, you. that's the same thing yeah Oh. And she she really chose some, she chose some real weird deep cuts yeah and all yeah. these songs were like she loved the way her voice sounded but it really did she it, was a Tony Award winning actress for absolutely. musicals but I'm, but I guess I'm, I'm then I'm talking about the general the sort of like B Arthur school of music where mm. it's like yes singing and but you might be just like <laughs> making noise <laughs> yeah you know you're not necessarily singing a note you're just like yeah. doing vibrato and she just like overpowers everybody she and does incredible. they're trying to do three part harmony and she's like <laughs> dread Armageddon I just not like a there was a hear. moment in Henny Penny <laughs> just for a second when B Arthur is singing a full octave below yes. yep. oh, I love Betty it. White and Rue McClanahan. We, I feel we, her. We are jumping so far ahead. We should yeah. get into this episode okay. because, yes. like, because people definitely don't know what Henny Penny is about. We should not yeah. spoil no. it. <laughs> no, no spoilers. <laughs> Everyone listening is like, yes, we feel you. So, <laughs> one one big thing that I thought was fun about this episode is that um, it starts with them talking about spring break. Yeah, it does start with them talking about spring break, and they're talking about what t-shirt contest. When I think spring break, I always think like I don't know, mid to late nineties, you know, MTV Beach House. I'll tell you what I think. Yes, and I, I, I'm like, oh, was spring break in Florida with the wet t-shirt contest was that all the way back to 1991 and we're oh, the women yeah. oh yeah oh, it goes back a long time yeah. a long okay. time that was and like MTV the, was doing it for right. years that was the like yeah. high, that was it was probably what I'm guessing like 86 to like 95 yeah. it was at the height of MTV really created the spring break Florida craze Which in a way bananas. well I mean what a thing okay to create. can I tell you yeah. MTV late nineties spring break. There was like a two week run yeah, and they would do these right. things where like men would sometimes get naked for right, like stunts like and stuff. And, and stuff. I would videotape them so I could jerk off to it. That makes sense. Like, na- I mean, like naked yeah. naked. 
They well, were just yeah. like doofuses, yeah. but like it was like girls and guys, and guys were being. I didn't care about like, the girls, right? But the it guys was like were, before Girls Gone Wild, exactly. Yeah, and it was, right. the guys were yeah. being equally objectified. Yeah. over this bizarre. It was like they would put like ties on their dick and stuff, yeah. and I would always be like, and you could see kind of their butt, and it was just like, oh my god, get it like out! Like whipped cream pies, not yeah. like apple pie, American pie, Jason whipped cream Biggs pies. pies. Whipped cream. I yeah. distinctly remember mm-hmm. whipped. Cream. I remember wh- it's all whipped cream always, and anyway. they had to do these things and pumpkin. Also, pecan pie. You know what the scary thing is. <laughs> on their dick. Yeah. Think about. I mean, this. Is, I'm, I don't mean to veer off into a tangent, but think about how old we are now and how young they were then. I'm 22. You are 22. But yeah. at the time, if if you or I were watching that, and we were, I don't know, tw- 12, 13. Yeah. Those people on spring. Those people on spring break look, especially in retrospect, like adults. They were probably what eight. Seven years older than we were, yeah. yeah, which is insane, yeah, yeah. And imagine Blanche there exactly. cheering on that well, whipped cream. Dish she's boy. like running shit, she's like she's it. like, I'm in charge of the wet t shirt yeah. contest, I have to go get the t shirts. She's facilitating, <laughs> oh, yeah, she goes right. to Costco and gets them in bulk. I've got to get t shirts for the wet t shirt contest. <laughs> Who is where? Blanche Devereaux? And where is the are they doing spring break at the Rusty Anchor? <laughs> what oh is my she god, doing? can you imagine? Guys, this episode has nothing to do with spring break. Yes. That's the, okay, we cover the first line. That's the All right. crazy okay. thing is that they spend so they much time at the top talking about spring break. Really. It's bookended yeah. in spring break. It's insane because like you're listening to it and you're like, oh, this is well, funny, but you Dorothy think maybe it's something. Dorothy does say that as part of their what is it? As part of the spring break? Or yeah, they're doing this they're play. They're doing a reading yeah. program to help. <laughs> the reading program. To help kids get to read, they're going to put on a play. The kids are going to put on a play. The kids are going to put on a play mm. for other kids who yes. can't read. Are the, kids, uh. the kids who can do the play, they can read, but the kids who are just watching can't. No, I think it's just uh, a play that kids are putting on at kids. school in in to help raise awareness about reading. But the message isn't reading. about reading. It's about not killing animals, right? There's nothing funnier. That, and that has nothing. It's crazy because that has nothing to do with it. It literally is just like this is a play based on a book. Yeah. And so read. Put this on. Read. Yeah. Yeah. Please read. Maybe they should have. Maybe they should have gone the extra step to say, and in the audience, we'll put copies of Chicken of Little or Henny Penny. Well, you heard yeah. at the end. Darth the said thing. the library is busier than ever. Busier than ever. The whole stakes of the whole episode kids. depend on are the I kids reading or not. <laughs> Mrs. Born. What if this was all like a Barbara Bush episode, and she just wanted yeah. the kids to read? Because that's Bush. what was. Ha- well, it was well, Barbara, Barbara Bush started it, and yeah. then Laura later. Yes. I like the idea that I know it's at the end, but that Dorothy like. Checked in with the library, and she's like, "How are books? How are like, <laughs> how's the circulation? circulation? How many like, kids have come in today? Keep, we can't keep them on the shelves. <laughs> Penny, Penny, we can't keep them on the shelves. Someone just took the Iliad. He was four. <laughs> the Iliad. Oh, can I tell you? When I was a kid, um, I happened to catch uh, Lord of the Flies on TV. Oh my um, god! And then I, I went to the library and I rented it. And my mom got really upset with me because I was probably like seven mm. or eight, and she made oh me return god. it because she that? was like, "No, this book is for grown-ups. You are not." ready for it yet no no well, that happened to me it. in fifth grade with mr parsons but i was reading an actual like i was obsessed with stand-up comedians books right and i yeah. read like paula poundstone shit and all this Ellen. stuff but i was reading at the time um home improvement help me tim, tim, tim allen. allen i was reading tim allen's oh, book dicks, dicks, dicks. yes and my 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 i got it from the library the local library and my my mr parsons my teacher who i found out later was gay and that's why i liked him so much didn't know that then anyway he was like you shouldn't be reading this this is for adults oh, and wow. i was like i have an adult level do you remember the name of that book by chance? No, it was like his book. It was like the big book when he right. got home. I'm just wondering if it was like women suck. No, he wasn't like <laughs> he wasn't like that then. He women was, are idiots. He was like, oh, he was like that then, but he wasn't publicly like that. Then. Yeah, and the world wasn't. Yeah, but the, the world was like cool. Yeah, cool. Bark. 
<laughs> Sorry, a not a podcast about Tim Allen. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, Eat, I had pray, that same build. thing. Huh? No. <laughs> no. Who, who Please tune that? in to no. our sister podcast about Tim Allen. <laughs> Eat, pray, build. With Alaska Thunderfuck. Yeah. <laughs> Every episode is Alaska breaking down Tim Allen's career. You know what oh, I, love? I love? This that. episode is going to be 90 minutes, and I'm so happy about that. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so... Blanche, can we talk about how Blanche gets super turned on by yes. nursery rhymes? She is because of all yeah. the, the, the the knights and the men and the tight oh, and the cod the pieces and the horses and the king's man, oh, tight man with man. handsome man with deep dark eyes and big old cod pieces. <laughs> how is she picturing them? In what state of undress? She's picturing like a Romeo and Juliet actor, which another film that I masturbated to, the 1968 version. Oh, which one? Um, the, of Romeo and oh, Juliet. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, because he had his butt scene, and you could see a little bit of his balls. Blanche, uh, yeah. how do you uh, make it through an omelet? <laughs> how do I make it line. through a podcast without talking about a time I masturbated? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I you, say, don't. you don't. You don't. Know, that's how. Really talking about this. I don't. It's such a one-sided <laughs> issue. Um, so, go ahead. No, I was going to... Uh, uh, I love, I, like, you know, as the like the comedian and comedy writer in me yeah. just appreciates continually, but especially as the show goes on, these jokes that require you to, it, you know, it's called A to C in, like, the industry, where A to B is, like, a, a joke you kind of see coming, or that makes sense, and A to C is a joke that you that you, it requires you to think of B on your own, and then that's why C is so much funnier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is what's so special about this show and specifically about this episode, that so many of these jokes, yeah. they really require a level of intellect in the viewer that I yeah. think is not as yeah. emboldened now in like sitcoms. What's your favorite yeah. A to C joke in this episode? Well, the one we were just, um, how do you make it through an omelet? Like, like instead of being, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it she's, she's getting horny about f- fairy tales. And so instead of being like, geez, it sounds like breakfast turns you on. It, they jump to how do you make it through an like and also how do you make it through an omelet is a hilarious <laughs> like that's hilarious wordage yeah. how do you like survive not like 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 Each fingering bite. yourself oh my with god a, with an omelet the it's eggs so, are so fluffy so funny it's so funny yeah that's it's so great. funny yeah that's and it great. respects the viewer yeah. in such a distinct way that I just love it well Blanche is fucking having an orgasm over these fairy tales I until mean she is wet as fuck until the news paper reveals that she's 68 and dead and dead and oh, she's can... she's obsessed with being 68 not dead mm. this is total this is totally random but today you all would have been proud of me because i was at universal studios uh, yeah and i screamed at a guy sir sir because i and he didn't hear me but his shirt said saint olaf <gasps> oh and i was like wow like it was clearly a golden girl shirt yeah but i screamed at him and he, he didn't turn around and which I wasn't speaking of we have to give credit to what alaska's wearing right now what wh- where can they buy this oh, shirt great shirt this is from swish embassy that's where the shirt was from I yeah think. they do really good stuff <laughs> yes. like it's just a very simple so he's wearing a, a b arthur of b. it's just b arthur's face swish embassy needs to send you all some sweet golden girl swag oh that would be if nice I may put that into the out let's into do the, that Put into the ether. Well, we should also have the swag. This is a credit that we'll be plugging a lot throughout the episode. But Justin, your Alaska, excuse me, you Hi. have a show coming out in 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 January here yeah. in Los Angeles at the Rockwell that you've done yeah. in New York. And what talk about it a little bit? This is like the first announcement of it. Yes. <gasps> oh, should I not? Um, should I not be? No, let's do it. It's January twenty second, and it's called On Golden Girls. Yes. And we did a run of it in um, New York. My my. Uh, best friend and piano player Jeremy and I, mm-hmm. and it's a show where um, the, it's um, 
for Golden Girls fans. And that's wow. all I'm going to say. It wow. is. I have seen, I mean, I was texting with Alaska during your New York run, and I was obsessed with what you were doing. And I was begging you to do it in LA. But I think at the time, you didn't know if it was coming or not, where it was right. going to be and anything. And now it's at a place that's literally two blocks from my apartment. Hello. It's like you did it for me. It kind of is. Yes. It's like for my Golden Girls friends here I in LA. It's all about it. And I'm so I, excited. We, you, you all must come to it. It's an official out on the one eye experience. Oh, like yeah. You have wait. to be there. I will there. be there. Can't wait. And then we should have that swag there too. We should have the Swiss. And swag. no spoilers, but I mean, I even saw a picture of something that's in the universe of the Golden Girls that is already in Justin. Yes. And it's just Alaska. beautiful. But what? Alaska. We're, we're very personal with Alaska. Well, that already happened. Oh, we did it. Well, oh. we're, we're doing it again, though. Okay, but we did it in San Francisco. Wait, what oh. was it? It was a picture of ju- it was a picture of Alaska as Frida Claxton. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh my God. You got, can gonna... I? I'll send it to you, and you can put yeah. it on the thing. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna post it? You'll probably post it yes, at some point. So I yes. will as a TBT, but yes. this can come. Okay. Yeah, guys, so look back. We'll post it as well on this episode, but a few weeks ago, Alaska's also posted it. You have to check it out. Frida Claxton. It's, I was blown away. Like, I was shook yeah. when you sent it to me. I stopped. I was sitting right where you are on my couch, and I was like, Fraser, we have to stop. <laughs> we have to stop, and we have to contemplate this picture. Oh Frida Claxton. It's amazing. I that tree. I literally what? texted, I texted Alaska I being like, Danish. what is I, I the Danish. I want to be Frida Claxton. Like, I want in my old age to be a Frida Claxton. No, yes, I do. No, yes, don't. I do. Because Please I want to live my 60 years being Jeez, nice, and then after that, being a total bitch. She's a cunt. I want to be tagged in that photo. Your TBT, she's, that's me. She's so mean. I know. Uh, that's going to be me at 80. So Frank Nan comes oh my by. God. <laughs> Frank Nan. Wait, oh, 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 wait. This is, bef- I just want to mention, too, yes. that, are we going to, do we, are we going to refer back to the um, obituary thing? Oh, Chugger okay. deets. Yeah, Let's I just please, yes. Well, yes. In that same Go. scene, right? Uh, Sophia finds um, an obituary for Blanche. Yes. So the obituary editor that Blanche had, I guess, fucked and then left. Yeah. <laughs> was so mad at her that he got revenge. He got enacted revenge by putting Blanche's obituary in the paper and saying she was sixty-eight. That's a horrible revenge. Which is rude. horrible and rude revenge. Kind of twist a little I bit. Love, my personal yeah. takeaway that I always think about is. That the obituary's editor name the ob- the name of the obituary editor is Chugger Deets or Chugger Chugger Deets Chugger Deets Chugger Deets which is a that's like I always want to know like where did that name fall where, yeah. where did that Here's name fall Here's where I from? bet it came from. I'm ready. I have a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm so ready. So. As someone who has worked in writers' room, sure. like Yoli has worked in writers' rooms, anytime there's weird stuff like this, sometimes when I'd be in a writers' room, it's like some kind of weird inside yes. joke. Yes, right. That there's a dude who like would chug Deets. What was yes. it like mosquito spray right. or something? Right. Right. And right. it was right. like, oh my god! And then we Chugger. called him Chugger Deets. Yep. I knew a guy in high school named Chugger Deets. Oh, we gotta use that name. Put yep. it in. Literally. But I want to know. I like, like to who, think if that's, that's a real person. From. That bores me. Or if it come, if <laughs> there's ever could. been a me- a real person named Chugger. Later on in these episodes, they used to have. They started <gasps> to have to check. Guys. What? I just googled Chugger Deets. Oh my and god. Chugger Deets He's and PP welcome you all to UCBW cage match. Chugger Deets <gasps> is a fighter. Oh, no, 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 that's not true. Because no, no, the UCBW oh, is a UCB wrestling team. Did who's who is it? Michael Hartney. Oh my god! 
It's it's a UCB person who went by the name Chugger Deets. Oh. In the uh, UCB wrestling yeah. world, okay. whole so it's like it's a reference. So this is to UCB Girls. referencing Do we know the Golden who Girls. Plays Chugger Deets. I don't. Wait, what I'm were you going to say, out. Alaska? Well, later on, they had to start checking to see if the names they used were real names. Oh. And so, like, they would have to change. So I read in the book, in, like, in, when you would. It was like if you would hear someone's name and it was like Charlie Norgan, yeah, they would right. just start changing it to the first letter to N because they were like, well, we, it was Morgan, but that guy exists in Florida, so, it's so we Norgan. can't use that. Frank Nan. Right. So yeah. Nan was probably another Man. one. Man. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, it was probably Frank Mann. <laughs> You're right. He, My mind is real. blown. That's interesting. And sugar That's deeds. a horrible I, way to get back at someone, though, to say that they're dead. I get back twisted. at I get back at people just by subscribing them to magazines without them knowing. In the little sort of build me later thing, you are yeah, free to collect. Told this. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you've done some stuff. It's also <laughs> let's talk about Sophia's journey real quick while we're on this. Yeah. Sophia oh, spends the, the entire episode. I mean, she starts I by looking this. at obituaries to see which this. one of her friends have died younger than her, and then she plays chess. a one-sided game of chess, chess by yes. mail. Yeah. Just by mail. Cute. Sure, but it's but it's like a what? like I, she opens the letter. Yes. Well, which is already, already open. open. Um, she opens the letter. She reads it. She goes outside, sets up a chessboard <laughs> to recreate wherever they're at. Looks at it, goes, mm, makes her move, writes it down, Isn't that puts a thing it back people... in an envelope, uses a stamp that costs money. Isn't and then thing? puts it oh, in the mail. A lot of money, too. It's like it's going to Italy, right? And like, by the way, if also, absolutely, it's going overseas. <laughs> but secondarily, there needs to be time between the time that letter leaves Miami and goes to Italy. Yeah. But it's all happened pretty quickly. Pretty What's quickly. the timeline? Exactly. I don't think it matches up. I don't think so either. <laughs> well, let's talk about how long it would have taken to make those, exactly. those costumes. Because those Henny Penny costumes, right. I mean, we're talking right. Oh, no. They did all that. Those are moms. They had those, to weren't, rehearse. those weren't custom made. I oh, mean, they, for the show, they well, were. Oh, do you think that children. they made them for in children? Real, in real life, they probably weren't custom made. They probably rented them from some costume shop. No, I those were custom so. made. Well, no, they were lady custom costumes. made for the women, yes. But what I'm saying is on the show's universe, they rented them. They weren't going to have them made. Do they? Ha- do those Yeah, exist? but where would those exist? Because the play exactly. isn't a, isn't a play. It's not I a guarantee play. you guys, if we went out and we wanted theater, to be Henny Penny, we could figure it out. The moms made the costumes. We never rented anything. The moms made everything. I thought there's like yeah. costume it shops had a higher in, budget in the suburbs. when the adults got involved. Well, here's my thing. Here, here's, I mean, my feeling is like they're doing a show. But my, this is my main question about the whole episode: Is this play within the episode a play that could be staged elsewhere, or did Frank Nan write the show? No. Well, Frank Nan probably like adapted the book. <laughs> for the elementary school? For the elementary I think school. Maybe. And then Dorothy adapted it for adults because she says it in the next scene. She's like, we'll we just, just have, have to, to change a few change. lines to make it so it fits. <laughs> to, to make it make sense that you two are playing those roles. Like, oh, so we make it, uh, we make Goosey Lucy a slut. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? That's, right. That's what she's saying. Children would not have been able to take on those musical performances. I know. Like, it's children, no. it would have been terrible. I think it they would have been. I think it would have been cute. And there's only no. four kids in the whole show. Five exactly. kids. Exactly. Yeah, well, those are the four kids oh, that can talk read. talk about letting also, some kids down. Also, adding Sophia as a narrator, which yeah. is bizarre. I don't and think that's bizarre. In Fuck don't. Me Boots. 
And, yeah, and like, oh, wait, guys, we are jumping so <laughs> Sorry. far ahead. Sorry, let's 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 slow it down because this Take episode does sort of play like get to the auditorium, get to the auditorium. Okay. You were even shouting that at I the was. television. Yes. Well, they just spent so much time opening letters and playing chess. Yes, I know. Yes. So Frank Nan comes by, and and do we know who he is? Who's the actor? Oh yes. So Frank Nan is um, played by. Uh, oh gosh, I looked him up. I looked him up. George Hearn, who is a big Broadway guy. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Alaska, that's right. And yeah. Blanche fucked. Uh, yeah. I love that, like, if he's a teacher or principal from the school and he's at their house, she's like, well, Frank Nan, remember when we fucked? Yeah, well, <laughs> he, a nice like, time in Pensacola. <laughs> <laughs> well, he comes over to, like, basically give the bad news to, to Dorothy and then. He's like, well, when, how are we going to find someone with an innocent mind of well, a child? Here's, yeah. Also, here's the thing: is so the the reason why they can't put on the play is because the children have, have chicken have pox. chicken pox and yes. it has spread. Chicken pox lasts like a week, but mm-hmm. they're behaving as if. The play is yes. tomorrow. As if, and also, like, <laughs> if we don't put on the play That's, this week... Children won't read. read. Children won't learn to That's read. That's my favorite ever. thing she says. Frank, first grade is when, her ch- is when, is first grade is when children take interest in reading. No, <laughs> not me. Mrs. Mikowski was my teacher. I was already reading, and she didn't give a shit about me because she knew I was okay. But also, the idea is, like, they're nine years old. They're in first grade. If we don't tell them to read, if we don't encourage them to read by putting on a play about a book... <laughs> They never they're, they're, will. They're, isn't, they're, isn't nine kind of old for first grade? Oh, you're right. I'm thinking fourth grade. Nine, first grade is like, is like six, six, six or seven. seven yeah. yeah. I actually, and I thought I've thought about this too. I remember in first We've grade. We've all thought about a no, lot because of this I, I, because I always was curious: is this a play? Mm. You know, because sometimes children put on plays, but they're not like real plays. They're like almost recital things. And yeah. I remember d- distinctly because I thought about it because of this episode in first grade doing a play where we read lines but we were all seated in the front of a classroom and so it wasn't a you know it wasn't a play play yeah. it was like a it was like a, almost like an activity for children but the parents came and grandparents came and yeah. so I guess I wonder if this is like a thing that you guys schools do. Like do. a table read? Quite <laughs> right. honestly, yes. Sounds very stripped down. Very Hamilton. Very. Maybe they were somebody was workshopping it. It was and like, it, just... but it, that's a, it felt like it was a workshop. <laughs> yeah. It was like a workshop <laughs> with, with a bunch of kids. Six year old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, I wrote a, a monologue for a series of plays in seventh grade based on Diane Keaton talking about how hard it is for a woman in her forties in Hollywood. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Hold wow. on. Seventh grade. We got to stop. Off the bus. Yeah. Wow. Did you say you wrote a? You wrote a monologue. You wrote. Wait, hold on. You yeah. wrote a monologue for you. Well, no, for you wrote? a. I wrote. I read it as Diane Keaton would, but it was really for a woman to play Diane Keaton, talking about how hard it is for a woman in Hollywood in her forties because she had just done um, Father of the Bride, and that had to have been hard for her and career because she has an was Oscar. This for. It was for my science teacher, actually, who was like... Science? Wait a minute, what? Yeah, it was for my science teacher, Miss Lusky, who, like, she, like, Lusky wanted... Lusky-Gooski? No, Lusky. just Lusky. Nailed she it. wanted us to, like, do a creative... She was, like, our reach teacher or whatever, and she wanted us to do, like, a creative thing. And so I wrote a monologue in the voice of Diane Keaton, because I was obsessed with her, in the voice of Diane Keaton about how hard it is for a woman in Hollywood. Wow! Yeah, that is an amazing, amazing fact. I also wrote like a seventeen-page report on Diane Keaton's life in (sighs) like eighth grade. But the 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 report is is obviously like, well, that's hilarious. But you writing a monologue 
at like I had in her the voice. voice down. I wow. had her voice down. Wow. When yeah. I was in high school, we uh, I commandeered the theater arts class. Me and my friend Michelle. We used to perform episodes of Will and Grace. <laughs> 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 I always wanted oh, to be Karen, no. but I was always Grace because my friend Michelle had a higher register. But I always Were remember there was, one, there was one. No, we didn't sing. But was, she she just you know she did the hi she did the Karen better. Oh, so I was always was Grace. It just two women. No, no, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. My friends Ben and Ryan play Are Jack and Will. Ryan is. Ben's not. Um, and but this I, was for whom? Uh, just the rest of the class. <laughs> I always remember this Jack had this. Really, Jack had I this mean, great line I, I, where he I, asks for um, he asks for like ransom money or something from Karen, and he wants Ben Franklin on all the dollar bills. He's like, I was always partial to one Ben Franklin. He wasn't afraid to wear his hair up and away from the face. I will just always remember like every line from early so you, episodes wait, of Bull and Grace. This is awesome too. You and. <laughs> your female friend, and two dudes reenacted scenes from Will and Grace for your art class? For theater arts class. Theater. Oh, for our drama class. Yeah. It's Did you so do theater weird, but It is weird. This is like hearing both of these stories. <laughs> the coming out episode we did. No! This is like, yes. it's Wait. literally the final piece of the puzzle as to how we've ended <laughs> up here right now. Like, it Truly. all makes sense. This is like a very important episode of Out of the Little Eye. Wait, did you do theater? It, did you do theater in high school or weird stuff? Um, oh, God, I can't you hear. You did weird I mean, stuff. Come on, you had to have done weird stuff. I, I, did you I write once, a monologue I, for Kathy Bates. In college, I <laughs> used um, a Hedvig and the Angry Inch uh, mm. scene as a, cool. as a as an audition. That's still cool though. And it was the stove where you put where he puts his yes. head in the stove. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. And I literally and took a chair and put my head on but it. But that's like still was, that's still yeah. cool. That was cool. That's cool. Like yeah. we need. I'm asking for. We're asking for something like. I mean, Al, H. Allen wrote a monologue in the voice of Diane Keaton talking about the, the perils of being a woman in Hollywood La-dee-da. for a science teacher. I wanted that to is. do... I, we, got, we had to choose a president to do a president mm-hmm. report, yeah. like presentation. Yeah. And I really wanted to do um, Bill Clinton, but it was right <laughs> when all the blowjob stuff was oh, coming out. Sure. And my teacher was like, you really. <laughs> so I did Richard Nixon. Oh, you did. Like uh, way worse. Wait, yeah. can we can we go to Richard Nixon's library? This is one of the best things I've ever done. I've been really? to go. Yes, we should go. Where we should all go. go. It's in it's in um like it's at, like by Disneyland. Anaheim. Anaheim. It's okay. like well outside Anaheim. It's a uh, no. It's fun. You'll love it. Okay. Don't be scared of that. Yeah. Be scared of the Reagan Library. We went there on my oh. birthday. It's petrifying. Yeah. yeah. There's they, no AIDS there's anywhere. There's no mention of AIDS. AIDS in is nowhere. The it's a mystery. 1980s. Yes. But they do recreate him being like crawling under the, the, like him in not even in the army or like, like what are they? What was it when you're like? Remember when Jason was crawling under the the wreckage? Oh yeah, you can crawl like uh, well. I know. Army crawling. It's, Oh yeah, like yeah, like yeah, it's like like they recreate World War Two. It's so nuts. It's weird. It is so nuts. They don't and do that at Nixon Library. They just talk about the tapes a lot. It's fun. Well, I want I want to go because Alan described that it, it's not pro Nixon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of the post, will be out soon. Well, which guys, is let's get back to the Golden the Pentagon Girls. Papers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now we're just sorry, at a sorry, dinner sorry. party. Yeah, we're we are really having a bit of a party topic. here. There's wine. Justin's getting me drunk. You guys know that no one can sing Old Man River like my Dorothy? <laughs> oh, my God. When Get Dorothy, a okay, so like... And you'll land in jail. 
I still got it. I still got it. I love how there wasn't there wasn't like I was expecting some sort of punchline on that on that someone to say something condescending to Dorothy. No, they let B. Arthur have that applause line. Also, I was surprised when Jim Colucci. Surprised is not the right word. I was devastated when Jim Jim Colucci is Jim Colucci, the Golden Girls aficionado who wrote Mm -hmm. um, the Golden Girls. Bible. Comprehensive, yeah. uh, yes, the Bible book, on the, the Bible Golden Girls yeah. told me that, um, you know, because I, I was always, always when people ask me why I have like a B. Arthur tattoo, I'm always like, oh, because she was, she serviced the, the the writing on the show, and she was so brave, and you know, just mm-hmm. was so down for down to do anything in the name of comedy. And Jim Colucci was like, nah, she hated everything they made her do. <laughs> yeah. And so now I watch through this lens where I'm like. Did she like it? They were like, we're going to throw in a, <laughs> a joke about how you have like a deep, deep man's voice. Yeah. I mean, but that's, she plays to it. That's mm-hmm. why I like in what I, and it was confirmed later that like in the last few seasons, B. Arthur wanted to leave the series. She wanted right. to she wanted yeah. to go and they kept getting more slapsticky. And you can see B. Arthur. I mean, she's always game for anything, but like you can see that why be Arthur maybe because in the early part of the series she was very much like her mod character in a mm. way very activist driven very right, sort yeah. of like social driven episodes right. and then after the chronic fatigue syndrome well, episode things kind of shifted yeah you She's don't see a lot silly. of silly specifically I remember that episode I hate it I just don't like the I don't hate it obviously but the one where they're tap dan- where it's Rose and Blanche oh I love that episode and the only time the only movement you see Dorothy do is hobble in on on, <laughs> on crutches also so in, this, good. in this episode I just wa- I'm fascinated by her the way her body moves and when she walks to the kitchen <laughs> to get a drink and then walks over it's like you just watch her weird arm like yeah. her arms sway and she just looks I just love watching her weird I love it I love watching her body you can see body. why she did theater she's so like so, theatrical yes, in yeah. everything she does and Jackie yeah. Beat when she, when Jackie Beat does yeah. Dorothy at doing Top the show in, Campo. In, yeah. in well and Alaska's also going to be doing yes. that in early before oh, Alaska's show heaven and earth to try and get up there to see that show and I can't yeah. do it this well, no, year but the in LA here yeah oh, they're doing gonna, it in January oh, you Golden Girls Live LA. yeah yes. I love Jackie. I just love. I watch. I think Jackie Beat does a really brilliant job. Jackie Beat is a great Los Angeles-based drag queen. Guys, she just is so good at capturing the the way that B moved. Yeah, it was very unique. It wasn't the way that. And if you go back on this podcast, um, Jackie Beat is on it. We when we did a Golden Girls live interview, the first time I think they did it when Katy Perry went to go see the show. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Katy Perry went to go see Golden Girls live. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> Dorothy sings. They all, like, Rose comes in, and she agrees to be the turkey, and they all Ex- are sort of... Whoa! Not the turkey, excuse me. I'm sorry. The chicken. <laughs> wow. Penny, penny. They all, they all sort of agree to be in the show, and then Dorothy closes it out with... Dorothy into it, which is hilarious. With Yeah, Dorothy's like, well, I, I mean... I couldn't possibly. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? Did she, what did she say about high school? Does she say she was in the show? Showboat. She was in a yeah. She was in. (laughs) Was Showboat? I guess it was around when she would have been. I guess so. I guess it's a forty show. Yeah. I love the idea of of a young B. Arthur in in Showboat. Oh my god! B. Arthur drunk. Yeah. And you (laughs) get a little drunk. The way she sings. Yeah. Get a little drunk. I love that it ends on an applause break though. That's great. Of course. That's so great. Yeah. But then when we get back. Rose is having problems with what a what a strange turn. Rose does not <laughs> like that that they die at the end. That the fox eats all of them. Well, the greatest thing about that to me is that she doesn't 
say anything until they enter the house. Yes. So Dorothy says, "What? You know, you haven't, you haven't said, said anything, anything since, since we, we left, left the rehearsal." School. And it's like, "Well, I waited till we entered this home." Can we talk about how Rose is essentially wearing a a sort of like mint green <laughs> sweatsuit with like a beautiful sort of <laughs> scarf, like a silk scarf? Oh, and, yeah. And Blanche is countering that with like. Deep, deep purple and yellow, oh, and, and tight oh my, blue pants, tight blue, right, right. almost yeah. leggings. And Dorothy's yes. sort of like it, it reminds me of the ceiling well, at we Cantor's. Should, we should add that, <laughs> right? It does. It, it reminds me of, of um, her of outfit the, of the art at the Cloisters in yes. New York. Yeah, but when she walks in wearing basically like a rug, oh. Alan was like, "Oh, I love that." Outfit. I'm all. I, I made an impulse buy of a very deep, like long, long button-up shirt, and I, I'm feeling my Dorothy. I'm feeling oh it's my so. God. It goes down to my knees, and I'm yeah, so but, excited but she, to wear but it. But Dorothy's, but that's like black, right? Yeah, Dorothy. That's like signature H. Allen black. Dorothy's wearing like. Truly, couch. like re- Renaissance couch. Yeah. She's wearing a couch. Where does she get couch. these clothes? Where does she go shopping in Where Miami to get a sweater that goes down to your knees? It <laughs> looks like a couch. I think Sophia just repurposed a rug. Yes. Like right. She bought yeah. a nice She's throw dr- rug. Oh my God. I am. All I literally want to grow into Dorothy's outfits. Yeah, like, I want to wear Dorothy's outfits. You know, she. I mean, I will say, like between Maud and the Golden Girls, her body and face changed. Well, oh, she had that facelift. Nice. Yes, but I think she also got very like and her, they thin. I think yeah, yeah. her, t- no? her like tits are not as huge. I think she may have had a reduction as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like she 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 thinned out. But, yeah, but I mean, press can. If you have big well, breasts, yeah, they can make weight, you. You can lose it in the in the breasts. Yeah, but I yeah. think she also area. probably had a breast reduction. She had big breasts and mod, like big. She also lost a lot of weight, though. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and but the clothes were way different. The oh hair was way different. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. like a huge <laughs> transformation. She really does look totally different. It's totally. really interesting. Mod is so like coarse and helmety, helmety and bristly. Yeah. Very seventies. And on the Golden yeah. Girls, it starts like that. Yeah, but then she gets starts to get. Her, I've always said the hair. My favorite episodes are the ones where the bee's hair gets bigger well, and bigger and bigger. When and bigger. we were watching this, I commented <laughs> that her like her hair in this season is like on point. Oh yeah, it's like had a transformation. And when you said um, that um, chronic fatigue syndrome chronic fatigue, season like, is like it's it's the worst year of, well, of the well, Arthur's hair. I don't think that's the worst. Me either. Year. We can so. have a whole po- episode about <laughs> her either. hair. Me either. And they said in the book most of the letters they got. Yeah. About the show were about Dorothy's <gasps> hair. Get the and they were like, this is how you need to fix that. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> <Whoa>. This <laughs> season, this I think she looks the best. The Me color too. is yes. right. Yes. It's a soft, mm-hmm. like yes. um, yeah. natural. The final season, the Star Wars helmet <laughs> yes. with the chicken yes. poop on the top, it's too much is for me. Is that the season where, Dar- where... It makes no sense. Wait, is that well, the season where Blanche says, not all of us want to go around looking like an English she's lawyer? A, that's this season. Oh, okay. In this oh. sort of Will somebody grit. please Photoshop, Mike Dennison, if you're listening, will you please Photoshop <laughs> a photo of B. Arthur with, I'm sorry, with a Star, Star Wars, Wars helmet with yeah, chicken poop? Chicken poop on top. <laughs> poop. Okay, I thought you said poop. It you makes no sense. She's a substitute teacher. She's on a budget. This is like, it's very wearable. Yes. It's easy yeah. breezy. Mm-hmm. It frames her face. She looks great. Yeah. Yes. The final season, it's like, what are you sitting in the salon chair under the, <laughs> under the fucking I dome? I love it. With Giorgio, the, or what's his name? 
Oh, <laughs> Eduardo. Right. Eduardo. Eduardo. You've been drinking I, again, I have, I have a, like, specific, like, a little, like, personal place in my heart for Dorothy season seven with the huge hair, because she looked exact. she looked like my mom's friend, Lila, and my dad, my dad wow. would talk about her and be like, we'd watch, and she'd be like, God, she looks like Lila. God, she looks like Lila, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a positive thing, per se, but I don't think my dad ever told Lila that she looks like B. Arthur. Yeah. No. Poor so Lila. so they have to convince Rose. <laughs> yeah. I it's also it's interesting no, to me to that convince, Oh, yes, yes. It's, yeah. Sorry. It's interesting to me that the the play's going on in 2 days and they had not yet rehearsed the ending yeah. of Nor the play. Had she known about the way that Henny Penny ends. Yeah. yeah. She had no idea. It She's, is an interesting point though to to make that like oh not not all fairy tales end happily, I don't know. which is true. I mean, don't I just I just recently saw Coco. And uh-huh. I'm going to say that is all about death, and I think it is a healthy subject for children. Oh, no, I know. I'm saying, aren't, like, Grimm's fairy tales actually quite grim? Yeah. 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 So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see where Rose is coming from. Yeah. Well, well she didn't course. look at the ending because if there's anything she learned from oh her God. honeymoon. <laughs> it's not polite. To peak. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And then, as it turns out, Charlie had, was hung like a, a bull. A massive penis. A horse, a poor bull. No, he put the horse to shame. He put the horses to shame. Yeah. Or the bulls to shame or whatever. Every single day God, after dinner. See, I have that kind of sex drive, and no one I'm ever with has that sex drive. Well, that's a lot to say. I mean, to say, I want to fuck every day, but specifically with with Rose and Charlie, that they would fuck after dinner is like... Right. That's that the worst me out. time. Exactly. When you're bloated, I'm, I'm like... Thank you. Thank you. So, I just like Thank laying there you. after a nice dinner. A few hours later, maybe. <laughs> no, I love yeah. it. You want like all your Thanksgiving sex. Yeah. I Tryptophan want, sex. I just want to have some food and then lay there and let someone do what they gotta do. <laughs> That's not sex. I am now. <laughs> there's a great sex. moment that we all love where Blanche talks about Snow White and I'm gonna ask Alaska to read the line oh, right oh now. God. I'm gonna pour more wine. Where she's Blanche is suspect of, of, of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Um, she said, oh, oh, she said, oh, seven lonely men living in the woods, needing a woman. All of them got a Napoleon complex, something to prove. And they have jobs <laughs> in a diamond mine. Oh, my God. I, mean, I like it how you just fantasy. got into Rose's mother just now. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie. In a diamond mine, Rosie. Wait, what's, what's her mom's line? Rosie. Keeping Stopping me from, me from living. living isn't going to keep me from dying. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Uh, I had more fun in the hospital than I'm having here with you. <laughs> Remember the time, Rosie, that a chicken saved your life. I won't always be here. You'll need those chickens. This is the only dress I remember what it looks like. Rose, please go home with me. I can't make it by myself. All of her family talks like that. Everyone. Is that her sister? Why are you dating an Amish man (laughs) in the witness protection program, Rosie? Uh, Now she's like her mother and Dorothy. I love program. Oh, God. When they say program. 
God, I can't. It actually sounds like the name of like a cool prog rock band, like program. It's like it's like when B calls calls the maid Marguerite. Oh, before you guys, because I say Zyrtec and she says Zyrtec and she thinks that's my Marguerite. Every time a guest comes over, he offers them a Zyrtec. Yeah, and I'm like, it's your Marguerite. It is your Marguerite. Because you're the only person I know who doesn't pronounce it Zyrtec, including the people in the commercials. I don't. Know them, but that's what they say. Isn't there's an episode where? B, oh yeah, there's an episode two where B talks about. Oh, she, when she's writing the letter to letters to her dead father, mm. she says in the process. I love when she's and in the literally process. everyone on the set was too afraid probably yes. to say anything. To say, just say process. No it's one was process. going up to B. No, Arthur no. and saying, "Could you say?" She's not wearing shoes. No, she's no. not wearing she shoes. Would have none of it. Yeah, Marguerite. <laughs> Maestro. Margarita. It's Maestro. <laughs> That's good. That's so true. Here we is Maes, Maestro. We need to do a supercut. Can you imagine uh, if somebody asks a PA? It, like, it would like go down the ladder, right? Like It would start with oh like the director God. to the first AD, and he'd be like, I'm not going to say it. Did and he'd say, well, go ask the script advisor. Script advisor is like, I'm not going to say it. Go ask the PA. The PA goes over and just is like, taps her, Ms. Arthur, and she's like, what? And he's like, nothing. I'll bring your shoes to your dressing room. God. The thing I like about this episode of the podcast is that it's the it's the finale of a season it's the end of mm-hmm. a year we should be talking about lots of things right yeah, yeah. right but yeah, we but should right. and this is also the end of the year for us i mean it's like a, it's a fun festive episode yeah. yeah so everybody get on board now that we're rocking in at, we're rounding out the 90 minute mark of this episode <laughs> <laughs> no we're only at 42 we're good we're good guys we're good this, is, uh, this episode is so Good. Yeah. yeah that's okay. Why. So, really so let, let's let's get so on. So no one. So in the me, in the meantime. Yes. Uh, Blanche. In the meanwhile, Blanche is uh, upset that nobody has sent a condolence card, right. which is insane. Like, okay. So like seconds later, she gets some flowers. They're from Mel Bushman. Now, my I don't care. I I'm all about like it's fun, whatever suspension of disbelief. But like. I don't send dead people I, gifts. I do think that's the... I think I, when I think about it and I think of Alan King, I'm like, oh, it was a goof. It was just a bit. He was doing a bit. Yeah. Mel, Mel Bushman was doing a bit. Yeah. I mean, look, it's Alan King. He's like, that's entertainment. Yeah, he's like, that's true. all about bits and all about, like, yeah. right. jokes. Because uh, when someone really dies, you would send right. flowers right. to probably Dorothy and yes. Rose and Sophia. Of course. Yeah. If the, you really thought... The letter would be... I mean, I'm just saying the letter could have been addressed to Dorothy and Rose or something. Yes. Yeah. It's you know just, what I mean? It's, it's Mel Bushman being Mel Bushman. He doesn't yeah. take anything too seriously. <laughs> I like that he he in, he he does not reach out to figure out like when the wake and funeral nope, are. No, He's no, not no one's come to that. No one's called about that. Like maybe he read the retraction. So maybe at right. best under the hemorrhoid making cream. a dickish yes. right I presents hemorrhoids instead of prevents hemorrhoids. <laughs> yes. Maybe he's making a dickish joke and and saying I got back with my ex wife. Yeah, yes. I think that oh. could also be a bit at in the Mel best, Bushman world, right? Or real. At best, he's a dick. Yeah. Which is fitting because he's the zipper king. <laughs> zipper town is <laughs> always, always open. open. <laughs> I love Alan King in that episode. Too. Did you guys watch that one already? We did yeah. recently. It's literally like it, the whole episode is like, watch Blanche with a Jew. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole episode. Blanche and a Jew. You're going to yeah. be all right. Your doctor's a sandwich. And I like them together. I oh, love them together. Bushman, I yeah. love you. <laughs> Ha 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 ha! 
Oh, we we've used it. <laughs> the exercise. Like, oh we've my used god, it. We've I love that it. joke. It's just so <laughs> like, oh, this exercise. We've used. Oh god, I love that joke. Man, wow. Can you really imagine fun. having sex on you. a on an exercise? Actually, I saw I think a kink.com video where that happened. Oh god. Oh, yeah. Wow. Where you're on like a bike and then the dildo. Okay. No gracias. Sorry. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> We're at the play. We're finally where we all want to be. At the auditorium. Auditorium. <laughs> that also it looks says, like a shot from where Roseanne. Auditorium. Like it's, it looks like a Roseanne yes. episode auditorium really where does. Darlene gave the poem speech. It's, it's also where I think it, doesn't it also look like the same space where um, Blanche and uh, and Melissa didn't sing? Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. It's always fun, especially like <laughs> from wor- from like working on shows now and seeing how it's just it's always um, such a chore to mm-hmm. shoot. On a, if you work, you know, if you work on a, studio, a network show like The Golden Girls, it's such a pain in the ass to build a set, and yeah. it, you just don't stop and think about it until you actually like work in that space. And it's like, yeah, they were probably like, oh, fuck, auditorium. Like the, it's just like bare bones. <laughs> yeah. But the staging is cute. I want to get to. I, I just want to jump cut immediately to Sophia's shoes because she. Right. I mean, Alaska pointed out she is wearing hooker. Boots. I like own those pretty boots. woman. <laughs> I wear them all the time. They're, They're like, like suede, pretty woman, pretty woman boots. Green. Yes, like thigh high. Yes, thigh yeah. high. Thigh it's the, high. probably the only time we've seen her in heels on no, the show. No, 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 no. When she no. had the date with the red dress and Blanche did her up, she wore uh, yeah. drag. Right. Yeah. I made an eighty something look look like a sixty five year old drag queen. <laughs> and then I thought, too much rouge. <laughs> oh my god! No, and she looks. She looks good. She looks good also, in that little Peter Pan outfit. Is Peter yeah. Pan they all look good. Yeah. Part of the Henny Penny Chicken Little Kid. No, no. It gets so like, Sophia, no, it gets Sophia. Is it like Marvel in the game. We're in the same universe? I think it's just <laughs> right. like yeah, yeah I think it's, it's just that. that that like elfish that elfin yeah. aesthetic. Uh, I like that Sophia's the narrator. It's fine. I don't like when you know? she makes jokes about Sicily to a room full of children with chicken pox, but I don't know. Like, I have that to, would be a leap. tough room. Yes. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm like that with I I, I do that with like I say jokes around kids that I shouldn't say. Like, my nephew got in trouble at school because he repeated a joke I said about Donald Trump. <laughs> wow. And, like, the school called. Did I tell you about this? Mm. The school, I said a joke. It was a stupid joke, but I said it to my brother. I'm like, I guess my nephew was around, and I was like, Donald Trump's pubic hair is longer than his dick. <laughs> and then my nephew, <laughs> my nephew heard said it. that, heard it, said it at school. The teacher then called my brother and was like, uh, this kid said this joke. That's so weird. I know, right? It's kind of great, I think. Your nephew has a career in comedy. I think yeah. so. Well, yeah. I'm stealing people's material. But well, so like a, <laughs> a, a Carlos yeah, Mencia. So like Carlos Mencia yes. type. Oh, yes. man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, so then Sophia comes out, hooker boots. She introduces, and then Rose comes out in this outfit. I mean, these costumes. The costumes are exquisite. I said when we watched it, I want this to be the four of us have a themed Halloween costume this mm-hmm. year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really no. think we can do this. It's also, not even a deep cut. No. It's like, you, you'd know what that People is. People would oh, get yeah. it. People would Dark get it. Dark Turkey Lurkey is wearing ties? Yes, she's well, wearing so a let's, tie. Let's not get the Dorothy. Yeah. Okay, let's, get, okay, let's, okay. let's focus on Rose one first. One by so one. Rose is wearing sort of, she's in a brown sort of, explain her outfit a little bit. She's like a brown. I mean, she's wearing like brown, uh, like half sheer tights, which yes. make her legs look amazing. Her legs look amazing. Yeah. 
Their legs all look I'm pretty amazing. Not yeah. Dorothy. They do. Not they do. Not the thing about Dorothy <laughs> is that, and they did this when she was the sheriff, too, in the little town play, mm-hmm. is that they give her a big belly. Yeah. They right. gave her a big belly yeah. as Turkey Lurkey. They gave her a big belly as the sheriff. I don't know who sheriff. I talked to about this, but I think B. Arthur actually had very similar to her body on Maud, and she lost a lot of weight in her face because of the facelift, but I don't think she actually lost that much weight. I think she had a breast reduction, lost weight, had the facelift, but she actually probably had a bigger body, and she, she covered it with all this blowy. I'm trying to think of what she was wearing in that scene where they were doing aerobics. She also was it wearing was a blousey a thing. It was, yeah. it was like she was hiding a pregnancy the yeah. entire seven years. I think, I think she years. is a very sort of round-shaped person that hit mm. it with all these flowy clothes. I like that she was w- still wearing slouch boots because yes. they just like, of course. you know, that's her that thing. she took from a child. I, I, guess. Yeah. I wonder if she just, if she hated this outfit. Oh, I'm sure. <clears throat> Do you I'm think sure. they said, we're dressing you up, B. Arthur, like a giant turkey lady? Do you think <laughs> she was like... In a tie. Black. But she commits yeah, so black. much to it. Yeah. In, opaque oh, she's opaque leggings. With the, yes. with the neck? They're, okay, so like, well, let's get to it. So like, Rose first, the 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 not the, the squirrel. What's the thing falls on her head? The acorn. The acorn. Which piece the, of blue sky? The way they made that acorn fall, I still can't figure out how they did it. I mean, I maybe think, I'm crazy. I think the production value on this actually should be an Alaska Thunderfuck shot. It's like, so good. I think it's really you could do it. Yeah. I think you could do it. I thought it was so well done. I. It looks like it's a little string went. Yes, I made it, but I don't see the string. <gasps> no, exactly. I think and we it could... stops there and tilts over. Yes. Did they build this? I think it's yeah. I think it's like a like behind the set, behind mm. the car, whatever. It's like it goes like yeah. it's like a. I think it's connected to something. Yeah. I don't think it's string. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. It's really well staged. It's really and well the done. way they walk along and then the, the stage the moves. Walking. So the stage moves. It's so cool. I the way that they yeah. I feel like they had a special movement coach that came in just yes. to choreograph yeah. yeah. the way that they were going to walk. Because and they all committed. Though. Yes. Totally. So and she they all encounters had a very distinct walk. She encounters Blanche next, who is wearing Oh my God! <laughs> yellow and white so feathers. Good. I mean, yellow leggings, white feathers. As she just looks. I mean, it's so. It reminded me having Rose just when Rose and Blanche were there together. It reminded me of the tap dance and the the dirty dancing episode and all of those moments where like Rose and Blanche dance together. Yes. And, and it's so good. Hypothetically, part of it in some way, but right. but Be not it in, in a, a hospital lot of way. bed, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. crutches. Or on crutches. It's so good. And then of course, thank like, God, her foot didn't bring her Dorothy's down. Dorothy's entrance. <laughs> Dorothy's entrance was so like she just sort of stood there in the corner reading. Right, she had her back turned, yeah. and it was the big reveal because yes. B. Arthur in a turkey suit. Just like suit. with the sheriff. I mean, B. Arthur, yes, exactly. I right. also, two things I love about Blanche's costume and sort of her <laughs> entrance. First of all, Blanche's costume, if you were to, if you needed like a sound that went along with that costume, it's like, woo, woo, woo. You know what I mean? It's like, it's constant movement. Is that a goose? Lucy Goosey. Goosey. That's the most fluffy goose yeah, I've that's not a goose. ever yeah. seen. That's goose. like, I think goose she looked like a chicken. She looked like a chicken. She did look like a chicken. And the white mm-hmm. and yellow, it's like a yolk. I think her her leggings, <laughs> well, her body did, did Rose look like a chicken? <laughs> Rose kind of looked like a hen, Henny Penny. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I think her leggings should have been more like pink. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. If her legs were pink, or it would have been more like a goose. Right. Yeah. Mm, yes, mm. I agree. Yeah. Um, 
So then Dorothy. Well, but before Dorothy comes oh. out, I have to say, uh, Blanche comes out and she has a prop that's like a pink mirror. And it yes. reminds yeah. me of like season yeah. one when she puts her pink mirror over the counter oh, right, and looks, and looks over oh, to look yeah. at how her face falls oh, forward. Oh my God. <laughs> I, Why do I, look like that? I did that recently because <laughs> I shaved my beard and I wanted to see if my face looked different when I looked yep. down. It does. Don't do it. I know but, it's bad. Uh, yeah, I need to make men lie down. Oh no, it's not gravity. It's age <laughs> and it's like sadness. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, this part of my neck, I have a Dorothy like gobble. I have a Dorothy gobble in my neck. Turkey lurkey. Yeah. Poor, dateless, <laughs> hopeless, self-basting. I H. Allen Scott. Self-basting. I mean, that's I hilarious. It. Talk about self-basting. Really making the audience oh, think God. about it I for love a second. Yes. Oh I my love God. It. I love how Dorothy goes, Ma! <laughs> it, she sounds like a bird. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ma! Ma! So true. Her mother is so torturing true. her in front of a, gr- a, ch- a room of children. That's um. hilarious. My nephew has started calling my sister Ma. <laughs> it's very Aww. funny. He's four. He just goes, Ma. And she's like, no. I don't know where he got it from. Ma. Oh, that's so Ma. cute. He oh, must the, watch the Golden the Girls. The three of them, uh, the four of them, actually, but the three of them together on stage oh, in these outfits. God. I just, it's, it, it just, it's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and really watching is. B. Arthur's do a turkey neck on purpose. Yeah. And, and, and all of them. I mean, but she in particular, when you watch her do that, those body yeah. movements and you're like, Good for you. Yeah, yeah for she's you. doing it. Yep. And then, per- guys, should we should we do the performance part? Of oh, sure. The podcast. Help. Sure. Right. Yes. Okay, who okay, who okay. would like to be? Um, okay, Alaska, you're going to be Dorothy. Thank you. This is great. <laughs> oh my um, god. I feel like I've already really stepped into Blanche. Okay. Sure. Yes. If that's okay, <laughs> guys, would you like to rock paper scissors for you Rose? You want me to be Rose? Yeah, I'm yeah, better yeah. at Rose. Yeah. Okay. 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 Wait. So, so we. These wait. are the lines right so here. So you're Rose. You know them, right? I bet you know them. Yeah. Okay, but I'm Rose. What Wait. Am I, I'm not doing anything. You oh, can ad lib something at the end if no, you no, like. No, no, I think okay. just let it be pure. Frazier's on you. Okay. Um, okay, are you ready? Let's, okay, and mm-hmm. three, two. Help! Disaster is near. Help! <laughs> We're trembling with fear. Help! <laughs> The outlook is drear. We're driven Armageddon. This is your life. We're driven Armageddon. Make this in a career. Hey! Though you might refuse the news we We must try and try to the king. Let's all be Yeah, I guess when I was in college, that's when I was like at peak obsessed with B, peak obsessed. And I would see, I saw her the play, you know, I saw her one woman show. And it was like a bit with my friends where I would like talk about her a lot. And it was a bit where they were like, all right, enough. But I would like fuck with them by Mm -hmm. playing the the soundtrack from uh, just (laughs) just between friends, like to fuck up with fuck with everybody because they wanted to play like. You know, like dashboard. And, no, come on. I'm not. I'm like dashboard, brand new. All these fucking oh. like emo screamo bands. And I would, I would like fuck with everybody by putting on Dorothy singing, um, this a song about like <laughs> Dorothy. I mean, B singing that song about like fucking a chair. Remember that? Oh weird song? yes, I do. Right. Uh, but I don't find that to in be this chair for 25 years. I don't find right. that to be weird at all. When I was in college, I would just put on the Bette Midler's Live at Last album and tell everyone to deal with it. But my right. thing was like a bit. Oh yeah, mine was for real. <laughs> <laughs> You're at the party, everyone's jamming out to music, yes. and then suddenly B. Arthur comes on the show. Yes. And the ship, the black crater. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. God, just Sending think of the, the juxtaposition that of that to Chris Caraba and Dashboard Confessional oh. being like the places that we I loved my friends and I love them, but that was it oh, was and like, I love Dashboard. Come on. Like yeah. yeah, and I I was like, sure, I love Dashboard too. <laughs> I could, we, could it be Arthur Beckon? <laughs> oh, I love it. So then they encounter the fox. And he's a great singer. He is. He's a Broadway. He's mm-hmm. a Broadway star. He he's going to be great. great. He Whoever does. arranged this three-minute-long musical <laughs> <Yeah>. really <laughs> did really a bang-up job. How did this three minutes of a musical inspire kids to, to read? It's and it took them fun. weeks. To it read. weeks. <laughs> Sophia, actually, I think Sophia had her lines in the book because she was home playing chess this whole time. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. I do Mailing like letters. The, I do like that instead of just ending the show, Rose <laughs> step, comes out from backstage. Wait, f- that is the best part. Yeah, I like, think I love that. I love that everything. she runs out from backstage and does a sort of like the same mm-hmm. sort of like clap your hands for Tinkerbell to live for the yes. kids. Yeah, but yeah. she's like, if you want ho- if you want any penny and Lucy Goosey and Turkey Lurkey all to live instead of getting eaten by Foxy Loxy. Yeah. Clap, clap your hands. Yeah. And of course, none of the kids clap. And it shifts. They because they all have chicken pox and you're not supposed to, that's only well, going to no, aggravate no. it. No, the kids want them to die because kids are kids. Kids are and, kids. And what's great about it is like this competitive sort of like angry rose comes out. Oh, I yeah. love it. Which is always that. so much fun. So much fun. Because it's so like, it's a juxtaposition between that, who we know was Rose. Do you think that Rose looked down to that audience and saw Daisy in every single kid? Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Also, oh, she, yeah. she's pulled off stage telling kids that there's monsters beneath, beneath their beds. There are monsters oh, under you. your bed. Let me, let me ask you guys. This is an important question to pose to you guys. Do you think that... Do you, th- you know what I'm going to say? Do you think that Betty White thinks about having or not having children... In moments like this, in scripts oh, no. like this. Oh, that's oh, serious. Wow. Yeah, because when I watched wow. she, did she not have children? That is so heavy. No, she, she never had kids, children. And that is, a, I think that pe- most people would be surprised by that because she's such a maternal. I don't think so. Beloved. I mean, I think, I mean, she was. She, listen, Betty White is one of the original people on television. She's yeah. one of the original people on even radio and modern radio, like in radio in the 50s at least. She was hosting game shows and shit on television and stuff. So, like, this woman, it was a career. Woman, right? But yeah. I think it was also unusual for a woman to not have kids in some, in, in, yeah. you know, in, in, yeah. in yes, American totally. society. And all I just, the rest I, of the all the women did totally. Yeah, I'm just wonder. I just wonder if you think that, like, when I see her do that, or for, like the the teddy bear Fernando, mm-hmm. or you know, all that stuff. I always wonder if it if it like had an impact on her as a person, or if she didn't care about having kids, or if she thinks about it or doesn't think about it because she's. I think the story of her life is that she was just obs- so in love with her husband. She was. She talks about and it with animals. such reverence. Aww. And yeah. animals, exactly. I think it's also important for me to note right now that I did not think that was the what question you were thinking? going to ask because I would <laughs> not have laughed <laughs> you were if like, Betty White reflection on, on not having kids. I thought you were going to say, do you think that <laughs> when Rose said... There are monsters under your bed that Rose herself believes that there are monsters <laughs> under children's beds. She believes there are little people in the refrigerator. In the refrigerator. And she plays yeah. with yeah. little army men and turns off, right? She turns off yeah. the light and plays she with plays oh, Gulliver. Plays with That's what I thought you were going to ask. That's I just, why I did ask you guys. I was like, she Rose has like seven children? I don't uh, yeah, she has a lot of children. I don't know Kirsten, how many. I love when she has Kirsten. 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 Bridget. Bridget. Yeah. <laughs> Fonda. I don't know. I don't know. No. I don't know how many kids she has, but uh, I do love when she goes medieval. Oh my god, I it's love great. it. It's so great. It's there's a there's a moment in the Golden Palace where 
she the 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 hotel gets robbed or something and she like is she plays along with the robbery or whatever and then she calls the police after he leaves and she gives like a detailed description right like a detailed like something that was like whoa rose remembers that and then she forgets one little thing and it's yeah. like back to normal rose but i love when rose shifts character and right. becomes this <laughs> i love this cat <laughs> i sure is like, i really do love cat alaska but put okay harry push him off him because no, like, he's like allergic it. oh i am allergic but i love them so much that Me i'm too. like i don't care i know I will <laughs> the same that's how i feel because you're beautiful and amazing <laughs> Same. Look at this thing. Look at him. Yes. Okay. I love. I love it when when Rose also goes ballistic. It's yes. my favorite it's thing. So great. There's oh, that one yeah. line where she says, "Um, oh fuck, what is it?" Where she says, oh, "I can't remember it." It's about. It's she. It's like a snappy. Oh, what episode? Fr- the French b- French horn. It's something with Carol. I think it's Miles' daughter, Caroline. I didn't realize horns had nationalities. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the, that's the, that's the line that I'm. That, yeah, there's a different line where she's something like so blah 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 to Dorothy and goes, "Man, when I'm angry, I could be a real bitch too." Uh, right. Oh, wow. Yes. With only two hours sleep, yeah. I could be a real bitch like you. <laughs> Just get back the damn bear. Hypersexual <laughs> bitch. Oh, God, yeah. She does say bitch a lot. Yeah. It's amazing. So the play ends. She gets carried off stage. They're back at the house, and Dorothy walks in in some weird tracksuit, <laughs> like brown tracksuit. I said she looks like Arsenio Hall. Yeah. She does. She looks <laughs> like Arsenio Hall. And the reviews are in. So did this come in the next day? Because Blanche is still in the outfit. It's also the evening. Is it? Oh, yeah, she is. You're right. Did Blanche just keep the outfit? I think Blanche kept the outfit. She stole it from yes. the costume house. Mm-hmm. Which is, even really which is kind of what, I mean, Rue McClanahan had it worked in right. her own contract. <laughs> so did. I bet Rue McClanahan was oh, just yes. like, I own this. So I'm just, let, let me wear it for the scene. Do you think she kept the chicken costume? Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be Absolutely. amazing? Absolutely. Why was oh. it not at Rue LaRue? That's a... Oh. Well, that place is closing. They are? I yeah. think it already oh, closed. Damn. They closed. I meant to go before. I know they kicked you out. <laughs> they kicked him out. Anyway, so. Uh... <laughs> so, the reviews. I love the reviews. I love it, too. They're like. So it's sweet. Like, I saw the play. It, it was, was good. good. Yeah. My friends like the play. It's very well written, like, it, for a kid. I think it's great. It reminds me of um, when I was a kid, my diary entries were just, like, what I watched on TV that day. Right. So it would be like, today wow. we went camping. I watched two episodes of Sister, Sister, <laughs> yeah, then one of Boy Meets World. Right. Then Hanging with Mr. Cooper came on, but I shut it off and had chips. Yeah, I love like, it. that's what my diary yeah. entries were. It was not like, I'm feeling this. It was right. just like, I love this that. is the, the, the play-by-play of my day. It was right. my itinerary, exactly. <laughs> my favorite song right now is Waterfalls by TLC. I love that also that um, the play has ended, but Blanche has returned to being depressed because Mel yes. Bushman sent this card, which d- which actually invalidates my theory that he's doing a bit because it actually yeah. made her feel That's bad of course. enough to send the enough to make Rose feel bad that she's saying or enough to make Rose say, oh, I, she's, she's been so down ever since Mel Bushman sent that card. And yeah. then obviously the button well, to that scene. So is, the, I mean, <laughs> the button of that scene, I love because we at the end of the, this episode, we all were like, wait, that whole bit in the beginning was just for this one joke. Right. The one so setup. The spring break thing at the beginning of the episode, which kind of led into Dorothy talking about this play, but which really. By the, which, by the way, 
we are there is you know there is um a closure to the idea that yes because the play went on as in Dorothy's words the library is busier than ever <laughs> <laughs> thank god the play business is booming but like so the whole spring break bit in the beginning was so that Ro or Blanche when she's leaving the house in mm-hmm. her costume still mm-hmm. she's going to the rusty anchor because spring break break it comes, comes but, but once, once a, year. a year and like that's the and it's such a good ending. It's, it's so, so good. Good. They it's, breadcrumbed it. And also, it's at, like, it's, top. it's sort of like when Rose leaves the house dressed as the cat from when she's playing cats, right. and she gets chased out of the house by Dreyfus or yes. whatever. It's like, and Dorothy's like, "You're gonna walk there like that or whatever," and it's like, you know, she's in character I love it so much. She it's, also runs out of the house in the nun's costume yes, and yes. says, True. "I'm gonna see if I can get airborne." Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen a bunch of Count Bessies just following Blanche oh out, like coming out from the kitchen. Oh my god! Wow. I say that I say that line all the time. Spring break comes but once per year. I say it all the time. Do you, do you say like when you're leaving yes. brunch, like, "Well, guys, this has been nice." And remember, spring, spring break, break comes, comes but once a right. year. It it really is a great line. I have, I have a question for you guys. What do you think? So Blanche is going to the Rusty Anchor dressed yes. as Lucy Goosey. <laughs> What's her entrance line when she opens that door? Oh my god. Oh my God! What is it, Alaska? Help! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trembling oh with the sky up. is falling, and so is my pants. <laughs> All right, so I need yeah, someone yeah. to ruffle my feathers. Ooh, that's a good one. You who here are, wants to ruffle my feathers? Who wants to help me get take off this hot, hot costume? I'm an egg that needs to be light. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's it. That wow, is that's totally good. it. That's right. Oh, then she'd God. say, Yoo-hoo, I'm not wearing a bra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no underwear beneath these yellow leggings. <laughs> I mean, she That's would how it be was a hit, Halloween. Though. I know. Yeah. I'm raw dogging it underneath these yellow <laughs> oh leggings. God. I want you to. Take my beef. <laughs> I don't know why Biff would be at the rest of the Wait, what are we? What were we laughing before that she says to Mel Bush, to Mel Bushman? Mel, I, I love you, Mel Bushman. <laughs> I love. Wait, no, it was a last. Wait, was it you? Oh, it said it last. Carrie, Carrie said it. Oh, Mel Carrie. Bushman. But the fact that they thought it was I you know. that it came from your no, mouth. No, Carrie, Carrie said, Mel Bushman. Plans. I love <laughs> you. Wait, do it, Carrie. Do it. Do it. Mel Bushman. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, hey, <laughs> oh, potato pancakes. <laughs> and that was the end of the episode. What We're an episode. leaving for the rusty what anchor. An what an episode. What a great, like, season finale. I mean, other season finales nowadays, they don't have this. Right. So they all have to lead into the next season. No, not no. this. This was random and weird and fucked up and amazing. Oh, mm. Yeah, it's so good. It's so, so good. It's so arbitrary and silly. And yeah. What a treat. Could yeah. you imagine being out at a bar? Oh, and running man. into a 56-year-old woman <laughs> in that chicken costume. I love it well, so yes, much. It would what? be another night at Mickey's. It I would mean, just be like a yeah. random night in West Hollywood. She'd be a hit. Yeah, she'd be huge. I mean, she I, would be. She should have gone to a bar. gay bar, which is where I first met Rue McClanahan. Really? In which New York bar? City, she was promoting her book, her memoir oh, or whatever, yes. at Barracuda. Barracuda. Was I there with you? God you probably her. probably were there together. I mean, because we had comics as well. Yes. Yes. Um, but that was a different thing. That wasn't yes. for her book. Right. But she promoted her book at Barracuda. She wow. was also at a comedy club in New York the same night yes. Alan and I were there. And we re- and we heard, heard word that she was there. And we were, of course, yeah. doing a shitty show downstairs in the like airport lounge of a club. But um, we ran upstairs and 
B. Arthur, uh, B. Arthur, I wish. Rue McClanahan. Rue was there, but and Rosie O'Donnell was there, and yeah. she was like, fine, fine. Like, she was like, and we got pictures with them. Yeah, but nobody asked, Ro- we didn't care. I mean, I, God bless Rosie, but like, we weren't looking for Rosie. We yeah. were looking for Rue. No, right. And, um, and we got pictures with Rue, and she was so cute. So and cute. So nice. And yeah. I'll post that picture this episode. She was fun. Yeah. And if you take a look at that picture, I will never forget somebody saying, Who's that guy that who's that guy that looks like Robin Williams and yeah. was me and I'm like I don't look like Robin what? I'll never forget. It was just the weirdest picture. Yeah, it was weird. For somebody to call to like I don't remember photoshop us into it. Yeah. <laughs> but she was Rue was so sweet that night. Yeah, it was a great night. And you met her and, and at Barracuda, did you talk to her? No, no, no one talked to her. She just sort of was in a corner and signed books. I was at in college at, at this place uh in downtown in New York. It was like some magazine thing, something really silly. Mm-hmm. And Rue somehow was there. Mm. And so I kind of like f- walked behind her yeah. <laughs> just to like get a get a whiff. Okay. And, I, yeah. and I literally rubbed elbows with her saying like, I love you. And she was like, thank you. Thank you. She was really thank sweet. Thank you. Thank you. She was very sweet. Very Aww. sweet. Well, so do I need to do the setup for the golden takeaway? You guys know what a golden uh-huh. takeaway yep, I know what it is. is. What is a golden takeaway? Well, a golden takeaway no is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can take from this episode and apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Oh, I'll that. start so you have an example. Okay, okay, please. Okay. My golden takeaway from this episode is I do think that I should start wearing more costumes out to bars so <laughs> that I can meet men. Oh, okay. I it's think peacock. It's called peacocking. I think uh, is it? Is that what yeah. it's called? Wearing a wearing a ridiculous item of clothing, like a that's a fancy term? coat. And yeah, I peacocking. said to myself, peacock. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> sometimes I call myself that. Wait, really? It's called peacocking? Yes, wearing something really ostentatious and like obviously like costumey is a conversation starter in like social scenarios. Is that I mean, people? Oh yeah, I that is a good a one. That, oh, from kid kid. What's it called? Okay. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's on your Instagram. I'll, I'll look it up while but you talk about it. it's a shirt that says women don't fuck you. What is it? Women don't owe you anything? Yeah, women don't owe you anything. Oh, I love that shirt. I also Kid think, Bell, like, Kid Bell. I mean, I, I've been talking with, with Alaska. I was like, my mutual friend Michael from mm. Project One, which should design you something. I think he could <gasps> maybe design me a ridiculous outfit yeah. for <laughs> the bar. I just know, I, I know exactly too. what that outfit is now. What is it? It's Rue McClanahan's outfit on this episode of The Golden Girl. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't think he would do that. He because I don't. Yeah, no, I don't think that would be. But but I do think I could rock an outfit at a bar, a weird costume, and like get sure. laid or something. I was well. This is a tangent. The but the, I, the artist from that shirt Kid in my Bell. Instagram is Straight. Kid Bell, guys. I went to uh, a restaurant last night, and there was a woman who, from behind, her hair was. She. I don't know how to describe it. She mm-hmm. was like if Bonnie Raitt was like half her size but on like steroids and had hair that was like three-fourths her body yeah and had a face that was made from clay at this point yeah it was the most fat she was the most was she in a costume 
She herself was was a costume. Oh, she wow. was in a costume. Oh, Santana's. No, I don't okay. want to. I don't want to be that. I might. What I want is I want to do exactly what Blanche did. I want to go to a bar in a fucking ridiculous this costume. This is your golden takeaway, right? This is my golden takeaway, and I want. I want to see if that maybe gets the attention that like I'm not getting in this outfit. Basically, right, you want a peacock. I Speaking want a peacock. from experience, yes, going to clubs, <laughs> yes, dressed I should in hang out with ridiculous you more. costumes. Yeah. It does get attention. Does it? You will get attention. You think so? Yes. But maybe, a, maybe, maybe one night you can like dress me. We can go out. Oh yeah, let's do that. But can let's I have ask an you when you when you say that? Chicken. Are we talking like punk stuff from when you were younger, or is it like drag stuff, drag, now. or just generally like cool clothes now? No, or like, like dressing up like a crazy woman who is ten feet tall and with giant hair. Like really? that's what awesome. I do for a living. Right, right. No, it does. It, it that a lot of people do drag and yeah. I think you should do chicken drag. Can you yes. make me can we do this one night? I'm I, not a seam I'm not a seamstress, but I think you should get <laughs> we I'll buy the outfit commission. Well, we'll get Michael to get involved in it. Yes. And then you can help me He get, could do a couture version of it. Yes. And then I'll do the makeup or you'll do the make you'll help me with the makeup and we'll figure out. Oh definitely. This is exciting. I love that. This is good. So what's your golden takeaway? Oh, um, my golden takeaway is there was a a scene uh, that we didn't really that we kind of glossed over um, that had a really great Rose story about how she used to live in a burning building. Yes. I love a joke. I love one of those jokes that just lives in fantasy and it doesn't matter. It's so random. It was so good. And I love the part when she's like, scoff if you must. It was warm and toasty. (laughs) And Dorothy goes. (sighs) (laughs) An audible scoff. And then she goes, it was three bedrooms, two baths, <laughs> then two bedrooms, one bath. Uh, eventually we eventually outgrew, we outgrew, outgrew, the, outgrew the, place. the place. That's a good joke. And my takeaway from this is that that's a really positive, that's like a, that, that's, that's a way to take something negative mm-hmm. and spin it into a positive. Yes. Like taking the <laughs> most obviously it. negative catastrophic thing, like your house being <laughs> on fire. Say what you want, but it was warm It wasn't even a house. It wasn't even a house. It was an apartment. Right? Yes. It's she yeah, she says she used to live in a burning building. Burning building. She lived in an apartment. Other well, buildings were other apartments no, were on no, fire. No. Burning she's being very literal in that moment. Okay. I lived in a burning building. The house. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, you it's know what? Nonsense. I'm going to take your negativity and yes. spin it into something please. positive. Please, thank and you. And say, I appreciate your interpretation of Rose's story. Very good. I'm trying to be more positive in my life. I hear it makes you live longer. And Betty White, when I saw her speak a couple months ago, she said that that's what she does. She she always tries to think positively. And when anytime somebody says to her, Ugh, you know what I hate? She immediately cuts them off and says, let me stop you right there. Why don't you tell me something that you love? That's the key to no. That's the key that's to the aging. That's the key to being almost ninety-five no, yeah. years old. I believe that even with like when I got cancer, as I was having such like a negative, angry, I was in an angry place in my life for like years before I got sick. Then I got sick afterwards. Like I just started saying what I felt, like being emotional, being honest, being angry. Sometimes it's actually a good thing. I think mm. it helps you. I think it's good to get that energy out of you and into the world, even yes. if it's just artistically. I think it's good, but I think if you're in a situation, I find myself doing this a lot where I, I want to say the words, this is unfair, or this yeah. sucks for me, I need to instead spin it into like, oh, this is a challenge and I accept. Yes. You Versus, should join, you know, yes. it's just... You should join that group that Rose joins. Oh. <laughs> the one that... You're blinked. special. <laughs> the cult... You are nuts. My name's Wait. Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> You're special. You're nuts. Elliot, what's your golden takeaway? My golden takeaway is that I... 
gen- 100% genuinely and earnestly want to name a pet Chugger Deets. <laughs> I love that. Truly. And I was thinking of using it as my like go-to internet password for everything, Chugger Deets. That's a good one. Well, I didn't, and can't. I haven't, but I think this Chugger Deets is the next. This to it, though. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's, I mean, a, yeah, it's a comedy. Th- that was a... Com- a person doing a, I don't care. I mean, I can have a dog named Chugger. I want you can do whatever you want. It's your goddamn life. Chugger? That's a great name. <laughs> that is yeah. a great name. Alaska, what's your golden takeaway? Chugger. I, uh, you, you all had such good golden takeaways. <laughs> I mean, the golden takeaway for me, I guess, is like, you know, let's let's think of the children, especially <laughs> I now. Gotta they gotta read. Especially now. I mean, and I think of myself. I, I don't really pick up books and read them anymore. Yeah. Sometimes oh. I read books on my phone. Right. Yeah, I do that. Mostly I listen to things in my ears yes. where yes. other people read me the books. Does yeah. that count well, you know as reading? Yes, you know it what's does. Yes, it does. Is that when we were kids, I re- remember those posters with like Malcolm Jamal Warner or like Ted Dance and like reading a book somewhere, Andrew Shue mm. reading a book and it was like, read. And read. everything was about reading and the rainforest. And now... <laughs> Yeah. Unless I'm mistaken, the world is so fucking bananas that it's like, do whatever you want. <laughs> just yeah. do just whatever you Google want. Google it. Google it. Be healthy. Like, uh, let me. It's it's. There's no. It doesn't matter. Like, read. We don't care. Just oh, stay alive, guys. I'm an obnoxious reader. I read so good. much, and it's that's ridiculous. good. And the listeners of this podcast, I think we should all go read a little the, bit more. Go to the yeah. library. Challenge. If you, if you, go to the. You know what? I'm gonna do a plug. Library. I'm gonna do a plug because I just got my book today. Can, Alaska, can you hand me that book that's back there on that yeah, table right there? What is that? I from there's this great thing called Book of the Month Club, and it, it's a literal thing. And the I think one of the first Book of the Month clubs was Gone with the Wind, and and oh damn! I bet that was long. You <laughs> <laughs> that movie's like they do four is, hours. What's long. amazing about Book of the Month Club is that you sign up; it's a service. You pay like nine ninety nine a month or whatever, and then you uh, you get a book a month. You get to choose from five selections from top editors, and then you choose the book that you want to read, and then oh. they send it to you. And it's all like new authors, and you're discovering new authors. So it's not like you're just going to the Barnes mm. and Noble and picking up like Stephen King books or whatever, yeah. which is great. I love Stephen King too, but like this is a new author, Gail Honeyman. And and it's 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 the supposed to be called the book is called Eleanor Elephant. Elephant is completely, completely fine. fine. It's a comedy I also novel. Say that I noticed you have a hard copy of a book that I also just bought, Whoa. Mrs. Fletcher by Tom Parada. Yes, yes, I exactly. Love and Tom it was Parada. very good. Oh, I didn't read it yet. Oh, you have to read it. Is it he also wrote Little Children. He wrote he wrote The Leftovers. Yes, which so good. The HBO show. Yes. So good. But no, I I but Book of the Month Club. I can't say enough about Book of the Month Club. They are just so great. So I will piggyback off Alaska. And say that. Let me ask you. A, I think you a, a should read question. more. Yes. When do you read? I read all the time. So I have a whole system of reading. It's really ridiculous. But <laughs> I, 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 I do. I do like like Alaska. I listen to Audible when I'm out on a run or mm-hmm. I'm walking. I listen to audio books. Audible. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, I hike to podcasts, yeah. mostly the murdery ones. I mm-hmm. hike. I hike to auto uh, audiobooks a lot. But then when I'm like out on the go or laying on my couch, or whatever, I read on my Kindle. Right now, I'm reading Hillary Clinton's book on my Kindle. But then when I'm in bed because I want to be away from technology and stuff, I read hardback books or like oh, that's what I paperback do. books. So I have a light, and I'm I will start reading Eleanor tonight. Gail um, Honeyman's my favorite designing women's character. <laughs> Wait, can I ask you? I just I'm just out of yeah. curiosity. If you read books or whatever. Do you, when do you, when do you read? Like I read all the time. But I'm, what about you guys? Do you oh. read books, and if so, when? Like when do you casually read a book? Airplanes. Me too. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, you travel a lot. You both yeah. travel a lot. Yeah. Sometimes on a weekend when I, yeah, like I don't want to be checking Twitter uh-huh. and I want to put my phone down. Yeah, I'll put my phone in the other room and I'll like sit on my couch with like all the shades open, mm. get some like sunlight during in. During the day. During well, the day. And, and this is also something that. In a quiet apartment. Right. Like the stand has to be gone. Blanche and Dorothy have taught us on the Golden Girls that reading is really important. I mean, Blanche is always reading something. Oh, they're always, always, always they're she always is. reading. They're, they're always reading random reading. travel magazines. Which is amazing. I mean, Tempo I'm also. Magazine. <laughs> I'm also a big magazine person. I subscribe mm-hmm. to so many magazines and oh, I read. Not me. I mean, I love magazines. It's ridiculous. I'm such a. I love. I I read way too much. I love knowing people who read. I read too, but it's great to be around people who read books. Yeah, I read. I once returned a a, a, an ex boyfriend um, once gave me uh, for Christmas a Kindle, and I asked him to. I politely asked him to return it because I was like, I like having my books. I like a book. I like a book. Me too. And I was like, I, love I, a Kindle. I like ha- I like being able to see all yes, these books I've too. read. I, I got and rid I asked of all him my to books. Well, guys, I got a we are officially clocking in at ninety minutes, so I think <laughs> yes! we're at one twenty. No. Yes. Oh, ten more minutes. So we um we should we should close this up oh, by thanking our wonderful oh, guests. You don't have to thank me, Elliot Glazer and Alaska Thunderfuck. Thank you both so much, Elliot. Where can people? I mean, the show that you have coming up will this this will this will be after that. Yeah. So so like, what do you? What's going on with you? What, what can people? Where can people follow uh, you? I've been writing on a show called Teachers. That is a great show on TV is, Land. Yes, that is unfortunately as needs to be watched more. Well, Stream they've been guests on it. this podcast. You can go back oh, and listen to their episode. Yes, the Katie's. Yes, Katie did. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. So watch Teachers. Yeah, it's a great and show. And then watch more Broad City. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Both great shows. And Alaska, we know that you have a show coming. You have two shows two. coming up in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's. I mean, you can find me on the social media, but really. Please check out Golden Girls Live, but mostly come to On Golden Girls, which is um, at the Rockwell January 22nd. And of course, we will be we talking will be about it and promoting also, it and be if there. If you live anywhere, ne- even in the proximity of Los Angeles, you should see Golden Girls Live. And, and it's Alaska's really, show. yes, and Alaska's show, too. I mean, Make we, the trip. And, and you know, we it. could even arrange sort of like a fan meetup thing where we mm-hmm. have we Out on the Lanai listeners come to uh, the to your at the Rockwell. Yes, do that. Please and, do, and because we'll, it's for Golden Girls fans. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for people who come to see the show and don't really know the Golden Girls. Oh yeah. Because they're like, oh. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so do excited you're doing that. It's oh my God. Really yes, we'll do it. We'll have a meetup. We'll have okay. a meetup. And we'll all be at great. the Rockwell and it'll be wonderful. I'm and down. I'm H. Allen Scott. You can follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And I'm Squiddy Squid on Twitter. I'm Squidzy on Instagram. <laughs> and you guys can catch my face uh, every Friday on the IMDb show at imdb.com. All the episodes are there. It's fun. I'm doing a... Oh, wait. By the time this episode comes out... I don't know. We're doing a lot of stuff. But so check it out. Yeah. I did a lightsaber battle. I've yeah. had an action figure made of me and my dog. Lots of fun stuff. Yeah. You turned yeah. into an alien. And Tur- I turned into an alien. And yep. we're ending the year. This is our yeah. last episode for 2017. Oh, happy New Year. Which is so exciting that you guys were here for oh, our last wonderful. episode of the year. I we'll know. be getting into season seven. Do you guys think seven? 2018 will be fucking awful? No. It'll be great. 2018 is going to be so amazing because there's going to be so many exciting things that the four of us are going to be like doing. Like the case mm-hmm. of the Libertine Bell. Yes. <laughs> oh, there are so yes. many I've great. I've been waiting oh years my God. for the so case good. of the Libertine Bell. But we Bell. also have some surprises up our sleeve for some fun things that involve all of us. So mm-hmm. like we, it was, it's 2018 is going to be an amazing That's year. Right. I'm really all excited about it. Yeah. So 
so much. You guys go to outonthelanai.com, and if you want to donate, you can go to outonthelanai.com slash donate and set up a one-time donation, or you can set up a multiple monthly donation with Patreon because we love them. And we're uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter, we are at Pod. And I forgot to mention this earlier, but guys, the next episode we'll be watching is Season 7, Episode 1, <gasps> Hey, Look Me Over. The final season. Which one's that? Hey, look hey, me over. It's when uh, they find the negatives in the camera that yes. look yes. like Blanche Fuck That's Charlie. That's a good one. Oh, good one. That's a good yeah. one. That's a great one. Which also, like, you should have known. I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you should have known. You should have known. He was a man. Anyway. Yeah. So this was so much fun, guys. Thank you so much for Thank being you. here. Sure, of course. And Thank you, everybody, for listening and engaging and entertaining us while we sat around and talked about the episode and other stuff this for is our longest almost 90 episode. minutes. I know. I'm so excited. Episode. Are you? Yeah. Our last few have been a little short. Okay. Yeah. Well, guys, as always, remember... Stay golden! <laughs> <laughs>